Hello, and welcome to So You Own a BW Bus, the podcast fueled by the stories of those who have dared to drive, ride, or camp in the most iconic vehicle of all time, the Volkswagen Bus. I am Ryan. And I am Miracle. We were headed south, driving back from Alaska, and we took Canada 93 through Jasper and Banff National Parks before arriving in Golden, British Columbia. Like the rest of this part of Canada, the scenery is absolutely amazing. And tucked away in Golden is a fun little spot owned by a VW enthusiast, Jeremiah Woods. I own Camping in the Woods, and it is a boutique bed and bus fest. So we're currently in the Blaberry Valley, which is just outside of Golden, British Columbia. And uh, right now I've got my collection of old Volkswagens set up. And yeah, little camping spot here in the, the Rocky Mountains, just outside of Golden. The view here is a showstopper. A massive mountain range carpeted with conifers that just towered all around us. And Jeremiah's collection of VW buses outfitted for overnight camping is set in the center of this meadow that he has dubbed the Field of Dreams. I'm a very imaginative Airbnb host, and I fix and refurbish old Volkswagen buses and old Volkswagen Beetles into Airbnb suites. My whole life I've been kind of collecting, like I collect old Coleman lanterns, I collect old Volkswagens, um, and everything that kind of comes along in my path um, works really well to build a campground. So I just put my entire collections together, and that's where we're at right now, camping in the woods. It's a truly impressive collection with some very impressive stories. I I love getting creative with the old Volkswagens. Um, the Brazilian bus kind of kickstarted the whole the whole dream into action. So I I was on a four and a half year road trip about fifteen years ago in my Volkswagen, my seventy five Westphalia, and it occurred to me that hey this this should be a thing. There should be a little Volkswagen campground where it's only Volkswagens. And this was long before Airbnb started, and I started collecting old buses, and here we are 15 years later, and I've got a mountain of buses to finish fixing, and my the ones that I've started, um, they're all themed. Um, there's the, the high top and green machine, and that has quite a unique little story behind it. Uh, road trip to Toronto to do Dragon's Den um, and explain and pitch this idea, this camping concept. The Big Lebowski. So when I was building that, obviously themed after a bit of a movie. It's got the movie quotes. I even put in the rug just to tie it all together, man. <laughs> um the the split window in the corner of the campgrounds with the V tubs that's the that's the save in the dream machine and I actually I ran after the loader it was that bus was destined for the crusher uh, and I was able to save that bus the kids had used it had used the roof as a trampoline and I spent a good part of a month pounding out all the dents and just trying to make it look pretty and cute and and that's where we're at with with that 63 split window and and uh yeah the other split window bus that's in the collection uh currently is the uh into the wild edition so but here camping in the woods my into the wild edition my guests don't have to cross a river and die if christopher mccandless stayed here he would have changed his name to alexander super glamp Am I right? 
Wow. I can't believe that you just scripted that pun. A little uh, literary humor for our John Krakauer fans out there. <sighs> okay. With uh, so many buses out here, we had to ask if Jeremiah has a favorite. There is a favorite. It's actually the Brazilian bus, the Melbeck the Road Warrior. And that bus, um, that bus was given to me um, by an amazing Argentinian family. They'd road tripped from the most southern point of Argentina to Alaska and wound up in Golden, B.C., where I had met them. At, uh, at the time, they needed a place to store their bus. I had quite a bit of property, um, and they, I brought them to the airport. They flew home, and once they got home, they actually gifted me the bus because they weren't going to be able to come back to get it. And that was the very first bus I had, I had turned into an Airbnb suite. So it still runs and drives, but while, I, while I'm caretaker of the bus, it never has to see the road again. At this point in our 49-state, five-province tour of North America, we had stayed in all sorts of places with all sorts of accommodations. I wanted to know why Jeremiah wanted VW buses and not cabins or yurts. Oh, everybody can have a yurt or a cabin, yeah. It takes, uh, I've collected Volkswagen since I was 15, and uh, extremely passionate about these old little freedom wagons, absolutely love the smiles on my customers' faces, and you wouldn't get these smiles having a yurt. You wouldn't get, you wouldn't get this experience if it was something with a, a, you know, a house door. If you're camping in the woods, my imagination conjures up wild excitement, some freedom of the open road, and I'm trying to provide my guests with that experience, just minus the road trip. You know, if you've arrived here, everything's ready to go. You get to come camping in the woods. If it sounds like Jeremiah has his sales pitch for camping in the woods down pat, there's a good reason. Earlier in the podcast, some of you might have caught that Jeremiah pitched his idea on Dragon's Den. And now I'm guessing that our American listeners are probably asking, what in the hell is Dragon's Den? In 2019, when I first opened Camping in the Woods and had my first rentals, um, you know, looking online, seeing where this company could grow into... I noticed that there's no other companies doing this, and it, I'm the only one. And I, it was a bit of a shock to me. I, I couldn't find anybody else renting Volkswagens that are stationary, where people show up and just go camping. And I thought, well, that's kind of interesting. Um, and I applied for Dragon's Den, which is like the equivalent to America's Shark Tank where you pitch your deal on stage and you got X amount of time to do that and make it exciting and awesome. Um, and when I pitched my deal, I walked off the stage with a with a $100,000 deal. $100,000 has to be a game changer, right? I don't know. I mean, it's like 73000 American dollars. Oh, we're doing economic jokes now, huh? That'll age really well. I'm reading from the script that you wrote, Barton Fink. Wait, who's Barton Fink? If it's in with the big Globusky thing, it's uh, Coen Brothers. Anyways, <sighs> Jeremiah's success on Dragon Den opened up more doors, and he's continued to get plenty of media exposure. 
Well, and I'll be honest. So when I first started, I had a lot of people tease me about my collection. I had a lot of people say that the, this idea was never going to work. Um, so within the small community of Golden, when I came back and that episode finally aired, it sure was nice to be like, hey, I told you so. But um, it didn't change who I was. I still had Volkswagens to fix. So, I mean, small towns gossip. And, you know, if they're not talking about you, they're forgetting about you. So I just rolled with it. It was great publicity. It was a great experience. Um, I just kept fixing Volkswagens to make camping in the woods even bigger. And in doing so with that publicity, um, I was featured on Rust Valley Restoration. I, I tied in with a restoration car show because of what it is that we're fixing and building here. We're fixing old Volkswagens. So the show at that point in time hadn't done a Volkswagen before. I rolled into the, onto the scene with a, a 1979 Cabriolet Volkswagen Beetle that I'd converted into a hot tub, and nobody had done that before either. Like, there's Cadillacs that have been converted into hot tubs. There's, you know, the an old Ford Focus that's been converted into a hot... Nobody's done it with an, an old Volkswagen. So here I am, and I'm... I, COVID hit. I'm... The local swimming pool gets shut down. I got a nine-year-old kid screaming at me that there's no swimming pool. I'm like, well, son, let's build our own. And so I just started in the driveway. And yeah, the neighbors all thought I was crazy and you just wave to those people, you know, like, Hey, good times. Like I'm this, I'm going to build a swimming pool out of this little Volkswagen. Um, the minute we poured water into it and I sent the photo to the producer, um, yeah, the TV show was here within three days. So I'd set up the entire camp, filled up the V tubs full of water, fired up the submersible wood stove and they absolutely loved it. And they invited me back. We, in the season four opener of Rust Valley Restorations, we helicoptered a uber rare 1960 double cab out of the forest. And then when I got that, when I got that transporter back to my place, I, I couldn't, I'm guilty. I couldn't stop working on it. So I started straightening the, the sub frame rails, not that it has frame rails, but the C channels, they were all bent and twisted. And I just started making it right. And I'd send photos and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what I'm doing. Like, look, the all the doors closed nice now. All the oh, I, I picked up some windows for it. Oh, hey, take a look, the tailgates closed. They invited me back to the show because it had it half um, half restored. So then it was the metalwork at the shop. We fixed the subframe, and then I took Mike Avery and my youngest son for coffee in a 1960 double cab that we flew out of the mountains. It was. And it was pushed down there in 1969, and it was at the bottom of a 150-foot ravine, just outside of Salmon, B.C. One might think that an uber-rare double cab is the coolest thing in Jeremiah's collection. But you would actually be wrong. Yeah, yeah. So my daily driver is a 4.5-ton Volkswagen LT45. And they never came to North America. This isn't. A, this is a very uncommon Volkswagen for the Volkswagen scene. It's an army truck sold to the public. Um, sometimes I have to build my own parts to keep it on the road, and I just you got to do what you got to do to make your dreams come true. So yeah, the four and a half ton um, 
Volkswagen. I secretly I nicknamed it Colonel Clink and Clunk when it's broken, and Dragonfly when everything's operating at pristine. You know, the ten out of ten, we're ripping down the road and life's good. You really have to see pictures of Dragonfly and camping in the woods to fully appreciate what Jeremiah has done in his little corner of British Columbia. I'm on. I am on Instagram. Um, I love taking photos. I love making little short videos. I have a lot of people wondering what it is that I'm doing. Uh, so camping in the woods on Instagram, all one word. Um, I'm Jeremiah Woods on Facebook, and I'm also camping in the woods on Facebook. And when you're done there, check out our sponsors, the Yamachowski Foundation and Go Westy. Anything else? The one message, if your podcast would allow it, is, you know, just go seek that adventure. If you're if you're super curious, come to Golden. Check it out. Have a vacation here. You don't have to stay in a Volkswagen bus. There's lots of hotels. They're only five-star. Camping in the woods is like 50,000 stars in this night sky. This is um, a very unique accommodation experience. I'm open for 133 days. I close down for winter. I just want to have fun. Seek that adventure, friends. Have fun. Until next time.